Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. You don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Ryan Gable, 
and you're listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Or find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. I really hope everybody enjoyed last night's broadcast about what really makes you ill. We talked with Don Lester and David Parker about their new book. And I don't think a lot of people know about this book, but it is circulating in the right hands with the right people, and hopefully they will sell a lot of copies of this. I have no financial interest in it, but I've read most of the book. I'm almost finished with it. It's a massive compilation of material on health. There's even a section on geoengineering. There is a section, a massive section, on poisoning the planet from synthetic chemicals to chemicals that are derived from natural substances to even natural things that are poisonous. And that takes them into a section on food as well. So we talked with them last night about what really makes you ill, about viruses, about bacteria, about a little bit about vaccinations or inoculations and Edward Jenner. We didn't really get too much into that, but last night's show was one of my favorite shows. I'm really glad that we got to interview them, talk to them. Hopefully they'll be back. We have a lot of content prepared for you on The Secret Teachings. We have lots of guests coming up. We should have M. Don Shorn on the show again very soon. We should have David Icke on the show very soon. I've also reached out to Andrew Kaufman. I've reached out to Charlie Robinson again on Facebook. I've reached out to a couple of people to get some guests on the show. And maybe we can talk about some stuff a little bit different than what they're talking about on other shows, especially David Icke. Maybe we can talk about some stuff that's a little bit unique. And that's what we try to do on this show. We try to make it a unique experience. Because if you just tune in and you hear me talking about the same thing everyone else is talking about, what incentive do you have to stay and listen to this show? I mean, there are a few other shows that do very similar things to us and vice versa. But that's just because we see patterns in a very similar way. Now, I imagine that most of you can see the same kind of pattern that I do. And you don't need me to point that pattern out. It's quite obvious. A couple of weeks ago, it became widely circulated online. People began to notice the eerie publication patent number of a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. This patent was filed and approved by the Microsoft Technology Licensing LLC company. The publication number was WO2020-060600. Now, of course, people saw that and became immediately either terrified that this is the mark of the beast, the fact that it's a cryptocurrency system, i.e. buying and selling, and being unable to do so without the proverbial mark of the beast. They had perhaps a right to be a little bit freaked out. Others saw this and maybe didn't think much of it, because if you don't have a Christian background, or if you've never really you know, studied 
biblical prophecy or revelations and you don't really know about it, then it doesn't mean much to you. I showed this particular piece of information to a number of people and they didn't see the significance of it, probably because they they weren't, you know, they didn't grow up Christian or maybe they, you know, they, they, they never have even heard. It's actually surprising to me the number of people that had never even heard of a, of a mark of the beast. So that's been circulating. And then I noticed that there is a House resolution in Congress called H.R. 6666. And this is what it says. This is on the government's website, congress.gov. House Resolution 6666, the 116th Congress, 2019-2020. And this H.R. 6666, couldn't make this up, says to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing, through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. So it's very vague. Who are these eligible entities and what are these other purposes? Besides the eligible entities and besides the other purposes, it's very clear what this bill would allow for with the money that would be granted through the passage of this bill. It would allow for those vague eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19, something that is both ineffective and something that is quite dangerous in the implication of the ineffectiveness, considering that we've seen in places like Tanzania, a papaya and a goat have tested positive for COVID-19. You could type that in papaya COVID-19 and you'll get the articles from Tanzania. Other related activities. What are these other related activities? That's also very vague. But they'll do it, most importantly, perhaps, through mobile health units. Mobile health units. What exactly is a mobile health unit? Well, it sounds like it's going to be professional, and there are going to be maybe doctors that show up in a mobile health unit, and they're going to show up with a diagnostic kit, and they're going to come to your home, and they're going to knock on your door very gently, and they're going to say, ma'am, sir, We need to test you to see if you have COVID-19. We need to test your children. That's not how it's going to be. It'll probably be someone who looks like a doctor, and they'll have armed soldiers with them, police with them, and they'll say, we're going to test your children, and if you don't let them test your children, then they'll probably remove the children from the home in a dignified manner, which happens to be exactly what the World Health Organization representative said, I'll play that for you, just a few weeks ago. He said, we'll come into your homes, we'll have to test, because that's where the rates of transmission have been confined to, in the home, and we'll maybe have to take people out of the home if, if, you know, something happens where we, you know, they're sick, so we'll have to take them out of the home in a dignified way, but we'll do it with integrity. You know, don't worry. In most parts of the world, <clears throat> due to lockdown, Most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. So don't worry, it'll be safe, it'll be dignified, but we need to remove them from the house. This is what House Resolution 6666 allows for, to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services 
to award grants to eligible entities, very vague, to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities, such as contact tracing, other related activities, very vague, through mobile health units and, as necessary, what is considered necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. Now, the thing about contact tracing is, and we'll get back to the 6666 and the cryptocurrency system 666, and I can't figure out whether this is done intentionally or if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy or if it's a means by which to attach the application of this tyrannical authoritarian state to an archetype like 666 in order to give it more power, kind of like a sigil. But now with coronavirus contact tracers, if you've lost your job, you could perhaps find new employment by helping governments and health officials track who is sick and if people have been in contact with those people that are sick. However, it's very vague what contact tracers do because they're basing it off of, one, what people report in terms of their symptoms. If they're feeling ill, they can report that as part of this contact tracing program that Google and Apple have teamed up to create. That was on the 10th of April. The New York Times reported it, where they create software, and they have built this software system into smartphones that would tell people if they were recently in contact with someone who was infected with COVID-19. That's a quote from the New York Times. So this article came out just a day or two ago from CBS News, and it says, lost your job? Consider becoming a contact tracer. In other words, if you put on the glasses from the movie They Live, it says, lost your employment? Consider becoming a government snitch. That's what they're telling you. You don't have any money? Well, just become a contact tracer. And so I did a little bit of research into this, and I found an article which was published from a professor at the King's College London and a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. These professors, Tim Spector and Andrew Chan. And it was published in The Conversation, Yahoo News, and a few other places. It says, coronavirus research reveals ways to predict infection without a test. Now, see, that's where we're going with this. And I said this a couple of months ago, that this idea that we can test based on algorithms... So it's bad enough that the diagnostic testing that H.R. 6666 would allow to be carried out in the family home, like the World Health Organization said, which they are apparently now the, the uh, strong arm, the authoritarian dictator of the entire world. They are the, 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 one of the central core units of what people call the New World Order, I suppose. But now they're saying that this research will allow... Uh, testing without testing. So it's bad enough the testing is already faulty or totally ineffective because papayas are testing positive. But now they're saying that the ways in which we can determine if people are sick is based on not even necessarily an algorithm, but just what people are going to report themselves. So it's now literally you report yourself to authorities. Just like no one has to bug your home, we do that with smart devices. We do that with the voice assistants. We do that with our cell phones. We don't have to even rely on authorities to come into our homes from the World Health Organization and remove us if we're sick because we'll just report ourselves. That's what these professors from King's College London and the professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School are saying. And that's what this article says about the application of a contact tracing. Here's what they tell you. 
The app, formerly known as the COVID Symptom Tracker, was launched by our team at King's College London in collaboration with the health technology company ZOE. Users are asked, this is very important, listen to this, users are asked to say whether they are feeling well or experiencing any symptoms related to COVID-19 and to do it every single day. Within 14 days, with the help of social media, we, these researchers, gathered 2 million users collecting vital information on the symptoms of coronavirus infection and the spread of the disease across the U.K. The one thing they forgot to mention is that part of the 2 million users, part of that collection of data, included the collection of their data. It wasn't just, well, you know, Bob had a little bit of a sniffly nose, and that's kind of a symptom, and, you know, Janice down the road, she kind of, you know, she coughed, you know, she did take a drink of water and it went down the wrong pipe and she coughed, but that's a symptom. But we got her data now. You see what they do? So they've gathered 2 million users' data just within the initial stages of this symptom tracking system. So rather than getting a test for a virus, which they don't test for a virus anyway, or they test for antibodies, which most people have anyway, I mean, even papayas apparently are testing positive in Tanzania and goats and other animals. And not only do they base this on algorithms, now it's you reporting yourself, not just your neighbor, not just your neighbor, but you reporting yourself if you have symptoms, and then you turn that information over to health officials, to the medical tyranny, to the technocratic medical tyranny. And hey, if you lost your job, you could become a government snitch. I mean, a contact tracer set up by Google and Apple and run by governments and health officials, health organizations like the World Health Organization, which is now exclusively funded by Bill Gates. Which brings us around full circle to the 6666 because of the cryptocurrency system using body activated body activity DNA. Patent number 666 or 0606606, and of course, House Resolution 6666 to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. And as I played you the clip of the representative from the World Health Organization. This is something that the World Health Organization initially talked about. It's something that we could probably predict from the beginning. This is where it was going, but the World Health Organization says they'll come into your home. So the World Health Organization says we should come into the home and you know grab you if you're sick, but we'll do it in a dignified manner. And now even the U.S. Congress, there's a bill, H.R. 6666, House Resolution, and this is proposing the exact same thing that the World Health Organization proposed. I'll play that for you again. World, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household, at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. People who may be sick, may be sick and remove them in a safe and dignified manner. You have to listen to the wording very, very carefully. Who may be sick. They're not necessarily sick. 
but they may be sick. So if they may be sick, we'll, we'll need to remove them. And, but we'll do it in a safe and a dignified manner because it makes you feel better about an entity that is not even a part of your federal government coming into your home and removing your children if they may be sick. But don't worry, they'll do it in a safe and dignified manner. You know, they're ripping your daughter or your son out of your arms. And you're like, no, 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 no. You can't take my child. You can't take my child. And they say, but no, 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 no. We're doing it in a safe and dignified manner. And I imagine that that makes people feel better because people are like, well, I guess if you're going to take my daughter to an undisclosed location and not tell me where it is and I can't see her, I, as, long as, as long as she's safe and it's dignified, right? You know, as long as it's safe and dignified, that makes people feel better. So House Resolution 6666, contact tracing. It allows for other tests, mobile health units to test at your home and for other purposes. You know what this would mean? This would mean that the other purposes, the related activities, would ultimately mean forced, mandated inoculation. That's what it means. It means medical tyranny through legalization. But just because you pass a law or a resolution or a governor signs an executive order does not mean that your human rights, your civil liberties, simply vanish because some governor is playing Cartman from South Park and saying, respect my authority. No, we're not going to respect your authority, especially this dictator in New York, Cuomo with the pierced nipples, especially this guy, scumbag, criminal, piece of trash. But all the... All the people that love, they love authoritarianism. For some reason, they just can't get it through their head. They can't get it through their thick skull that authoritarianism is not what people who want the lockdown to end are representing or exemplifying. What I mean by that is, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a trend going on where people that want to be in control of their own lives, go make money, and not be subject to forced vaccinations, what others call the anti-vaxxers, the people that want out of their homes, they want out of lockdown, they want out of house arrest, they don't want the medical tyranny, are called fascists, and they're called dangerous. While the people that don't want to go to work and they'll roll up their sleeve for anybody, I call them like medical whores is what they are. They Anything modern medicine tells them, they bend over, they cough, they roll up their sleeve, they stick out their tongue. They're willing to do anything, anything, as long as the medical authorities tell them that they need to do that or any authority tells them to do it. But these are the people that are saying that it's authoritarian and fascist to want to leave your home, to want to go to work, to want to hang out with your friends or family, to want to go on a date, to do anything. Yet, being under house arrest, not being able to go to work, being told to stay six feet apart from each other or more, having robot dogs like Spot Mini barking at you at parks in Singapore, having contact tracers, having little spies, little Stasi members out in public spying on you and reporting you to authorities and getting paid in places like Los Angeles. No, that's not authoritarianism. That's not fascism. That's keeping you and me and my family and my pets safe from the virus. That's keeping us all safe. That's not fascism. That's called a safe and a dignified manner. 
because reality has been inverted. Reality has been turned on its head. And it's only those of us who can think critically, and it doesn't matter how well-versed you are in any one particular subject. You could know nothing about vaccinations. You could know nothing about the mark of the beast. You could know nothing about contact tracing. Just think about things critically and logically. If someone says you're an authoritarian, you're a fascist, you're dangerous for wanting to leave your house, for wanting to go to work, for wanting to spend time with other people, for wanting to go out on your porch and get some sunlight on your skin to take a walk down the road to breathe in fresh air, that's not authoritarianism. That's not fascism. But a whole generation of people now are being trained quite quickly that this is fascism, to want freedom. It is literally war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. That is the new reality. And with that new Orwellian reality comes the elimination of the orgasm. And I'll tell you a little bit about that on the show tonight as well because they're saying sperm carries COVID-19. So maybe don't have sex. Oh, and if you want to protect yourself as a man, they're telling us, this is just unbelievable, New York Times, can estrogen and other sex hormones help men survive COVID-19? So if you're a man, take estrogen. No more masculinity. No more femininity. Destroy the male, destroy the female, destroy the family unit. Allow them to come into your home Cryptocurrency system 666, HR 6666. I'll tell you a little bit about the quantum dot die and how they're going to get that die to glow when we come back from break. That quantum dot die that they put under your skin with a bio stamp tattoo that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. A lot more coming tonight, plus solutions to these problems. We'll be right back. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. 
Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can find our full show archive. Subscribe to get access to every broadcast after it airs. You also get a free book when you subscribe to the archive. It's $35. It supports you the network, and the secret teachings. H.R. 6666 authorizes the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities, such as contact tracing, through mobile health units and, as necessary, at an individual's residence and for other purposes. House Resolution 6666. You might think that's a joke, but no, that is on congress.gov forward slash bill forward slash 116th dash congress forward slash house dash bill forward slash 6666 forward slash text. It's also linked up at the secretteachings.info. Also, the cryptocurrency system using body-activated DNA, publication 666. Microsoft, of course, has the patent for that. Microsoft founder Bill Gates also helped to develop as published in Scientific American, the Invisible Ink Tattoo for Children, the micro needles that you don't feel enter your skin. It injects you with foreign substances, otherwise known as a vaccination, which is not safe in any way, shape, or form, and also with a small bit of dye that is invisible to the naked eye, but easily seen with a special cell phone filter combined with an application that shines near infrared light onto the skin. That's your invisible ink tattoo. There's also something called the bio stamp. And we know that a lot of this stuff has been developed in Israel, which is interesting because Benjamin Netanyahu, piece of garbage, has now said that he believes all children should be microchipped. 
but he didn't say biostamped. He said microchipped. Here's what he said. I spoke with our heads of technology in order to find measures Israel is good at, such as sensors. For instance, every person, every kid, I want it on kids first, would have a sensor that would sound an alarm when you get too close, like the ones on cars. Yes, children are just like vehicles. You get too close to the child and a sensor goes off. That'll prevent you from getting too close to your own child when the health units show up and take your child away in a safe and dignified manner, as the World Health Organization official said, playing that clip in the last segment. I'm sure you've heard it hundreds of other places. And since you've probably heard it hundreds of other places, I'm just trying to bring all of this information together to lead us to a solution that is not difficult, complex, or unique to any of this. Now, it doesn't stop the contact tracing. It doesn't stop the microchipping per se. What it does do is it, first of all, should eliminate any fear of getting sick, not just from COVID-19, but from anything. I want to share that with you here in a couple of minutes once we're done going through all of this all of this information. So you've got HR 6666, you've got the cryptocurrency system 666 using body-activated DNA, body-activated material. So these two things for a lot of people, especially Christians, would imply that this is the mark of the beast and that they should be very concerned with this and not participate in this because, like, in what was the movie, Left Behind? If, if you don't get the mark of the beast, they're going to come around with guillotines and they're going to cut your head off and, you know, then you'll go to God and everything will be great. I don't think it really works that way, but nevertheless, the idea is kind of the same. You participate in the system, Christian or otherwise, or you are considered obsolete, Christian or otherwise. The thing about that is you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be what people call a patriot. You really just need to be a human being. And it's the essence of a human being. It's the essence of the spirit and the soul. You know, when you meet someone, you know someone who just is passionate, and you can like you can see that they have a soul and they're not just hollow they don't just have like grayed glazed over eyes that's the human spirit i mean whether it's friendship or it's love or whatever it might be that's that's the human spirit but we're being taught now that humans are obsolete we're being taught that some people have some form of value that is above other people that some people are considered essential and others are non-essential. We wear masks, and this is going to probably become a very permanent staple for a lot of people in the United States and around the world, regardless if there is a mandate, regardless if there is a law. People will probably continue to do this because they are terrified. They wear masks, so we cannot identify their face, their facial features. We can see their eyes. That's about it. Of course, we have social distancing, preventing us from coming too close together. They have robot dogs that are trying to enforce that in Singapore. Those same robot dogs, they're known as the Spot Mini. And those robot dogs were talked about a couple of years ago as being simply developed to find people that have been trapped in a natural disaster like an earthquake and rubble, a building collapses, something like that. And of course, at the time, I, I, I've said, and so many other people said, because you can see it coming, you really think they developed these dogs 
you know, to send them to, uh, you know, a natural disaster area to help people that are in need. I don't think so. Do you really think the World Health Organization is coming into your home and taking your children in a safe and dignified manner because they care? I don't think so. So now they've got these dogs, the little tiny spot minis, the ones that you saw in the X-Files, the ones that you saw in Black Mirror, the Metalhead episode. And by the way, the guy that writes Black Mirror, creator of Black Mirror, said he's not going to make any more at the moment because it's just, what's the point? We're, we're, we're in an episode of Black Mirror now, so it's not even a point in making it. So they've got these robot dogs making sure social distancing is maintained. And if they don't have the dogs doing the social distancing, then they have drones doing the social distancing that are volunteer drones in places like New York, or they have people that are doing the social distancing by informing on their neighbors and friends. They're not really informing, they're snitching. Just like contact tracing is not really a job, it's it's basically being a government snitch and someone who goes around collecting data on other people. So obsolete humans, what are considered essential employees, masks so we cannot identify the facial features, social distancing so we don't get too close to each other, and as I mentioned before break, CBS News reported coronavirus found in semen of COVID-19 survivors. Sexual transmission is unclear, they say, but they're implying that sexual activity may be dangerous. It may be dangerous to have sex. Now, say you you don't want to have sex, that's that's fine. Or if you want to have sex, that's fine. It might be dangerous. But to compound that, the New York Times has reported, this is just unbelievable. The New York Times has reported that estrogen can help men survive COVID-19 because women are living longer than men and they're outliving men. Well, typically, statistically, women do outlive men overall. When you get to a certain age, maybe you're in a, in a nursing home, women typically outlive men. And because we know, according to officials in Italy and now we know in the United States, Almost all the people, 99%, most of the people that die, supposedly, of COVID-19, although the numbers are totally fixed now, the New York Post even reports that, most of the people that are dying are elderly or have severe chronic health conditions. Like one of the guys who was very young who died had leukemia. So if it's the elderly who are dying, then of course, on average, women live longer than men. So more women are probably going to be alive after the fact than men. And they're saying the only reason this is is because of estrogen. So if you're a man, start taking estrogen. So literally, obsolete human beings that are classified into essential and non-essential, the majority of which are non-essential. You wear masks so you cannot communicate with others as easily. You can't see facial expressions. I mean, I live here in Rochester, New York, There are more people who are deaf who live here than anywhere else in the United States. I can't even imagine how difficult it is for a deaf person who has to read lips to be able to navigate because you can't take the mask off or people push themselves up against walls to try to get as far away from you as possible. Or like happened to me, someone actually jumped into the street. They they literally jumped into the street and almost got hit by a car just to get out of the way of me because I didn't have a mask. Ooh. Because they're, they're such a virtuous person. 
And that's part of the social distancing. Now they're suggesting, hey, don't have sex. Don't be a man. Take estrogen. Be a woman because that'll save you from the virus. Oh, and of course, Dr. Fauci said no handshaking. So literally, core human social needs have been slowly dissected, separated, divided, and conquered. Essential workers, non-essential workers, masks, social distancing, no handshaking, no sex, and demasculating the male, which also includes defeminizing the female and eliminating the traditional or any kind of familial unit. Not just, you know, even two women that want to raise a child. There can, there can be no family unit because the children belong to the state. They belong to the commune. You know, if you want to take 20, 30 people out in the middle of, you know, the desert or something and you want to build a commune and you want to grow food and, uh, you know, you want to do other stuff, that's cool. But you're not going to subject me and other people to it. Because that kind of communism is different than when a state corporate entity decides how you live your life, which we are not quickly approaching. Because as we approach it, it's just as quickly in our rearview mirror, we are on an accelerated track to an authoritarianism that we thought only existed in dystopian novels. And to make things even stranger in this real-life Black Mirror episode, you have the cryptocurrency system using body activity data, patent number 666 by Microsoft. You have the Invisible Ink tattoo, which Bill Gates funded. You have Netanyahu calling for microchipping of all kids. He said, quote, I want it on kids first. This evil, evil, probably... I don't know, Satanist, but just evil, evil piece of garbage Netanyahu is. And you have the House Resolution 666 to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes, exactly what the World Health Organization ordered, as I played you the clip, and the World Health Organization is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation exclusively. They are the primary funder now that the United States has pulled funding. So you have a cryptocurrency system, 666, which is basically owned by Microsoft. You have House Resolution 6666, which allows them to come into your home and do other things, other purposes, I don't know, forced vaccination-related activities, the bill says. And that is basically what the World Health Organization, funded by Bill and Melinda Gates, said that they want to do on a global level. And then, of course, Bill and Melinda Gates funded this Invisible Ink tattoo and the Invisible Ink that will be illuminated through a special application, a special light on your phone. You know, really, the, 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 the iPhone... The smartphone is like the Swiss army knife of this authoritarian state because they want to use it to contact trace. They want to use it to scan your little invisible ink tattoo. They can use it to listen to what you say in your home. It is the ultimate Swiss army knife of an authoritarian state. But to make things even stranger, if they couldn't get stranger, 
I got a call from uh, a friend of mine two days ago. I think it was over the weekend. Yeah, it was Saturday. And uh, he was saying to me, he said, do you know what the quantum dot die is going to be? The quantum dot die that they inject just under the skin that creates this invisible ink tattoo. And I said, I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Like, I don't know the makeup of it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, it, what, what did you find. And he said, well, I've got, I've got to tell you this. He said, the ingredient is the protein compound that's produced in fireflies. And <laughs> then it kind of clicked with me what that compound is. That compound is, this is the name of it. I mean, you couldn't make this up. Luciferus, because Lucifer is the bearer of light. It's Latin, right? So the compound from fireflies, the reason that you know it lights up, is called Luciferus. Luciferus. So literally, let me just play this through one more time for you. Literally, Microsoft, Bill Gates, they own a patent on a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. A cryptocurrency system that would allow you to buy and to sell, or not to buy and sell. The patent is 666. The World Health Organization, which is exclusively funded now by Bill and Melinda Gates, there are other funders, but they are the exclusive funders now that the United States has pulled funding, said that they need to be able to come into your home and extract family members in a safe and dignified way if they may be sick, not if they are sick. And even so, you're not taking me out of my home. House Resolution 6666 in the United States allows the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and as necessary at an individual's residence and for other purposes. Identical to what the World Health Organization, funded by Bill and Melinda Gates, said that they want to do. This is a House resolution in the United States, submitted by not only traitors, but people that are criminals, people that are working within this authoritarian system to bring the final revolution that Alice Huxley talked about. And then, Bill and Melinda Gates funded, as the Scientific American reported, an invisible ink tattoo, a literal mark on your skin. And Clyde Lewis called me the other day, and he said, I have to tell you this. He said the ingredient in this is called luciferous. 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 A protein compound produced by fireflies. Luciferous protein to quantum dots, creating the quantum dot die. And for a lot of people, that sounds pretty scary. And I, I asked Clyde, I said, Clyde, I don't know... What what do you think is happening? I can't figure it out. Is it is it is it like self fulfilling prophecy? Are these people using these numbers and these names as sigils? And Clyde kind of kind of thought that it was more along the sigil point of view, but he said still he's like he's like I don't I don't really know. I can't figure it out. I don't know. 
If you're interested to hear Clyde's show on that subject, Ground Zero, he did a show on the 11th called Et in Arcadia Ego, The Mocking of the Beast. You can find that on his SoundCloud. But he talked about Luciferus. And he also talked about, I, I had mentioned to him, the HR 6666, so he had talked about that. It's really incredible, and I, I can't figure it out. Of course, Christians are going to say, now look, it's the mark of the beast, it's the devil, it's the Antichrist. And well, you know, if anybody's the Antichrist, it might be Bill Gates. At this point, it might be Bill Gates. You know, as I did a show a couple of weeks ago called The Gates to Oblivion or, you know, The Gates to Hell, I think Bill Gates is opening up the gates to hell. I don't know what you think, but it seems pretty obvious that that is, that is the intention of this system, but not taking us to hell, bringing hell here to earth with synthetic biology, artificial intelligence, a cryptocurrency system using the body, microchips, digital tattoos, and all of the related tracking and monitoring systems, all because of the possibility that you may get sick. You might not get sick, but you may get sick. Because, look, humans are obsolete. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. You are an acronym, a ghost from another time. You're obsolete. The state has no purpose for you. Essential workers, non-essential workers. Masks, so we can't see the face. Social distancing enforced by robot dogs, drones, and Maoist brigade thugs who don't have anything else to do but can get paid some money to snitch on people. No handshaking anymore because it's dangerous. Estrogen is said to be able to help men prevent illness. So as a man, take estrogen, you know, demasculate yourself. And don't think about having sex because as one report related from the news outlet CBS, coronavirus found in semen of COVID-19 survivors. So don't have sex either. No, you know, no, no human contact, no uh, sex, no uh, handshaking. Don't even look at other people's faces. And some of you are essential and some of you are not essential. And this whole idea that, well, wearing a mask makes me feel better. And it makes me feel better if you had a mask on too. And it's like, well, look, there are two reasons I'm not wearing a mask. One, because it doesn't keep me safer. And two, it's a matter of principle. I'm not wearing a mask because, number one, if I wear a mask all day and I'm consistently breathing in carbon dioxide and I'm breathing in the moisture and the material of the mask, this is not healthy for me in any way, shape, or form. Now, if I put a mask on because I'm spraying some kind of chemical, maybe that's a little bit different. But if I'm going to wear a mask all day just because it makes other people feel safe... That's not how freedom, in any sense of the word, works. I don't know if people understand. That's not how it works. You don't just get to say, well, I feel better if you do this. I would feel better if my neighbor was in jail because I don't like their political beliefs. So you should go arrest them, Mr. Police Officer. 
And this idea that, you know, things could cause other people to get sick. Well, could is a very big word. Here in New York, the governor has passed an executive order or has signed an executive order that allows you to not wear a mask if you can't social distance or if you have a medical condition, but they're not going to enforce it at the moment anyway. But see, the governor's order is a direct violation of human civil liberty because they cannot prove that wearing a mask provides any level of protection. And in fact, most, uh, m- most research suggests the very opposite. Therefore, without any evidence, we're basing things like wearing a mask and expecting other people to wear a mask on emotional responses, not logical deduction. See, here's the bottom line, and this is what I want to get into in the second hour. There are really two ways of preventing yourself from getting sick. One, hygienic sanitary conditions, washing your hands, stuff that we already do or we already should be doing. Covering your mouth when you, when you sneeze or cough. Well, you could wear a mask to do that. No, I don't think I'm going to wear a mask because I don't cough and sneeze 24 hours a day. If I cough or sneeze, it's usually because of dust or something like that. So if I do do that, I'll, I'll, I'll cough into a handkerchief, I'll cough into a tissue, I'll cough into my hands and go wash them, or I'll cough into the sleeve of my shirt. I can have courtesy and do that, but I'm not going to wear a mask 24 hours a day in case I might cough. That's absurd. Sanitary conditions, which have been the, the, the primary reason that most diseases that are a result of unsanitary conditions have been eliminated, not because of vaccines or other forms of medical tyranny or medical advances, but because of sanitary conditions, waste management, washing your hands, hygiene, you know, bathing, not sticking your hands in your mouth after you touch a bunch of stuff, better housing, things like that. And another way to prevent yourself from getting sick is to have proper nutrition. Proper nutrition. Meaning that you just don't poison yourself. Alcohol, drugs, smoking, things like this can make you sick. And if you live that lifestyle and you expect me to wear a mask because I might get you sick, see, I'm not going to get sick. And if I get sick, it's because I've been poisoned It's because something has harmed my body, and it's not a virus. It's not COVID-19. Might have lead poisoning. Might have mercury poisoning. I I might have breathed in some very noxious chemicals. You know, something to that effect. Or, you know, over time, my body will degrade, and uh, and my my systems will begin to break down, and I'll get sick, and, and I'll die. And that's okay, because that's just a normal part of life. I'm not trying to hook myself up to a machine and live forever. So that's, that's the reality. Now, other people have various health conditions. But it's important to remember that a lot of these health conditions are a result of modern lifestyles and exacerbated by modern medicine. These are not disputable facts. These are undisputable facts. So things like obesity, cancer, diabetes, things that are reversible, things that are preventable, in terms of causing death, many of the deaths that are caused as a result of cancer, diabetes, and heart disease in particular, but respiratory problems as well, strokes, things like this, are a result of modern medicine, which is the number one killer 
in the United States. And if you go back 100 years, these things were not major killers. What were major killers were unsanitary living conditions, war. These were major killers. So you want me to wear a mask to make other people feel better? That's just, it's not going to happen. You know, you'll have to force me to wear the mask, and I'm not going to do that. See, that's the thing about, about, a, about a, a, a wonderful, you know, socially adhering society where we all adhere to the dictates of the state. The beauty of that is if I say no, the only way that you're going to get me to do it is by forcing me to do it. Otherwise, if we live in a free and open society, I don't force you to do something. You don't force me to do something. And it's all within the confines of human freedom and liberty. Besides, a viral particle, especially if it's very, very small, some estimate some are smaller than others, it's going to go right through your mask regardless of the level of protection, unless you have a high-tech respirator. And even so, people that wear those masks and don't want to get sick should be wearing goggles because, well, it can enter in through your eyes as well, or your ears for that matter. So in, in terms of this, you know, like a mask providing well, a little bit more protection, that's a misnomer because it's like with chemicals. Well, some chemicals are, are okay in certain doses. No, it's a cumulative a mask doesn't provide you any specific level of protection because, as the British Medical Journal reported, quote, penetration of cloth masks by particles was almost 97% and medical masks, 44%. And if you only need one particle to get sick, then it doesn't really matter if you're limiting what comes out of your mask. And besides, if I'm wearing the mask to prevent you from getting sick and the mask doesn't provide any level of protection otherwise, well, what I, when I sneeze or cough, it's going to go right through my mask and right through your mask unless you're wearing a hazmat suit. But see, these are the beliefs based on fallacies, and we're not allowed to talk about actual facts. We're not allowed to talk about how the journal Nature showed that there's no confirmation that COVID-19 is airborne, or Science Magazine reported that the initial study on asymptomatic character uh, ca- carriers was flawed and that it's not true. That you're asymptomatic and can carry it, which is one of the biggest things that people are saying. Well, you're asymptomatic, you need to wear a mask. Well, that's not what they're saying in the mainline medical scientific papers. They're saying that the, the studies on this were flawed. There's no evidence of that at all. So we're not going to base our new normal and our new reality on what may be true, what could be true. I'm going to base it on what is true. And that is, I'm not going to get sick if I take care of myself. And if I do get sick... It's probably not from COVID-19. It's probably not from a virus. It's probably not from a bacteria. It's probably because I'm not taking care of myself in some way or I've come into contact with something that is poisonous to my body. And I know that's also a very scary thing because it means that we have to take responsibility. We have to be aware of what we consume, of what we don't consume, in terms of nutrition, in terms of things that are poisonous to us, in terms of our environment. But if we can do that, We don't have to be afraid anymore of getting sick. And likewise, for those of us who already recognize the former, we don't have to be scared of Bill Gates' 666 cryptocurrency system, his invisible ink tattoo, or his World Health Organization mandated HR 6666. We don't have to be scared of any of this stuff because we're in control. 
Not a medical authority, not a political authority, not an unelected billionaire like Bill Gates. We're in control. It's really that simple. We're in control. We don't have to rely on anybody else. You can listen to what I say. You can fact check what I say. It doesn't matter what the Facebook fact checkers say. We are in control. We have the power. I have the power. Just remember that. You have the power. Nobody else. We have the power. But if we have the power, we have to base that power on reality, not on emotion and perceptions of reality that confirm our bias. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More coming up after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. This is Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday at 12 midnight Pacific time, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. But no matter how far we stray, we always come back. Here. The magnifying glass through which we observe the human condition, where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. A reminder that the future is not some distant glimmer, but a bright light shining in your eyes. This is the future we are in right now. Where our phones are the first things that we touch when we wake up, the last thing we touch before falling asleep. Radiant, seductive screens we so lovingly 
endlessly gaze upon. Much like you're doing right now. Welcome to a future where our true re reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. TheFringe.fm and www.thesecretteachings.info House Resolution 6666 in the United States seems to be an extension of the Bill and Melinda Gates-funded World Health Organization that says they want to come into your home and take family members who may be sick, but they'll do it in a safe and dignified way. H.R. 6666 authorizes the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. Bill and Melinda Gates also, through Microsoft, have publicized, have patented a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. This system is patented under the publication number 060606. And as I mentioned to you earlier, the quantum dot die that is supposedly going to be used in the biostamps that Bill and Melinda Gates have also funded to tag children to determine whether or not they have been vaccinated. These little biostamp invisible ink quantum dot die tattoos are also going to have something in them that would make a lot of Christians a little bit nervous. The ingredient is a protein compound produced in fireflies. It's what gives those fireflies the appearance of illumination, bioluminescence. It's called luciferous. Lucifer, Latin, light, bearer of light, Luciferus, Luciferus, cryptocurrency 666, HR 6666. Do you see all of this coming together? Yeah, sure. It's very disturbing to think about, but we recognize what's going on. We become aware of it. We don't lay in bed while our house burns and pretend that the room is not on fire. We do something about it because that's what a human being does. Man, woman, it doesn't matter. And you teach your children the same thing. You know, you teach your children that you don't go with strangers. You teach your children you don't take candy from strangers. You don't go and get into the guy's van who says, I need help finding my dog because those people want to do really bad stuff to you. And I guess we need other people to tell adults who tell their children, don't get in the van with the strange man or the strange woman. Don't go with strangers. We need people to tell adults the same thing. Don't go with authorities. It's not that all authorities are bad people. But you don't go with Bill Gates. 
If he comes up to your house in a pink sweater and a limousine and says, we want to help you, don't get in the van with him. Don't get in the limousine with him. Don't trust Bill Gates. An unelected globalist billionaire who has no medical degree, who funds through his quote-unquote philanthropy the World Health Organization and dictates through the WHO, which also has agents from the Communist Party in China, which is the blueprint for the Bill Gates cryptocurrency mark of the beast authoritarian system. Agents in the WHO, Bill Gates funding the WHO, and you see all these pieces about how Bill Gates is a great guy, just these basically hit pieces on the reality of what Bill Gates really is. His history of eugenics, his mom working at IBM, his dad working at Planned Parenthood, running Planned Parenthood. They're eugenicists. You hear the Freudian slips all the time. Bill Gates talking about how we're doing a really great job killing people in the third world. We're doing a really great job with vaccines. If we do a better job with vaccines, we can curtail the population. I mean, the guy is not just a psychopath. He, he, he makes a psychopath look like, you know, someone that you would, you would want your children hanging out with. This guy, if you want to use an archetype, this guy is not a psychopath. This guy is the Antichrist incarnate. He is the devil incarnate. And so are all of the people that work alongside of him that want to carry this authoritarian system to absolute completion, which is, of course, full-spectrum dominance with the satellites we've already seen and with the Neuralink to the Starlink to the other companies that are launching satellites to create this net of satellites in the sky, a sky net of satellites. This is what it's actually called. I'm not making any of this up. It's actually a, a net of satellites in the sky, a grid system that will be connected to the brain, that will be connected to the synthetic biology run by AI to turn the planet into a hybrid system of synthetic life that will slowly destroy organic life on planet Earth. It is an actual invasion of the body snatchers. Bill Gates is the alien from the Twilight Zone. He has a little book that says to serve man. He's there to help you. But what he really wants to do is he wants to cook you up and he wants to eat you. I'm not saying Bill Gates is a cannibal. It's an analogy. I'm saying Bill Gates is the alien who wants to serve you. But there's a double meaning. He doesn't want to give you something to help you. I mean, if it, it, it's just it's unbelievable that, you know, if you had like a neighbor who was arrested, you know, the idea of like, you know, having a neighborhood pedophile. There's like some guy you don't trust. He was touching kids or something. And it's like, you know, this guy who has expressed no remorse for raping a child and he lives three doors down and he just comes over one day. and He's like, you know, I don't I don't I'm not going to be a pedophile anymore. But what I want, I saw I saw, you know, your son playing out in the yard and I want to teach him to play catch. Can he come out and play, you know, play catch with me? You'd call the police or you'd pepper spray the guy or you'd I know some people probably just shoot him. No, you're not playing with my kid. And the same thing with Bill Gates. It's like this guy is a eugenicist. He openly talks about eugenics and exterminating large portions of the population. There are video clips of him saying it, even recent stuff. Things that sound like Freudian slips. We're doing a really great job killing people. Sounds like Obama in his book. I'm a really good I'm really good at killing people with drones. Bill Gates is a eugenicist, a globalist, a billionaire, unelected health representative, unelected world government 
president, apparently. And then he comes and knocks on your door and says, yeah, I've got something that I want to give you. It'll, it'll help you. Just inject it into your body. And you can see the guy smirking and smiling how much he loves it, the pain and the suffering and the death. The guy cannot be human at this point. If anybody thinks Bill Gates is a human, I think it's actually crazier to think that he's human than to think that he's not possessed or he's some kind of synthetic, biological, artificial intelligence or that the guy is some form of alien in like a suit. At this point, that is more reasonable than to think this guy is a human being or to think that his wife is even a woman for that matter. I mean, just pure evil. I'm, I'm digressing from the point here. The point is... The elimination of biological life, the elimination of the human soul, the human spirit. Where we have a separation of classes of people into groups that are considered essential and non-essential. You have masks so we can't see other people's faces. You have social distancing enforced by drones, robot dogs, and Maoist brigades. Arrogant, pretentious, pompous, ass asinine thugs who think that because they don't have a job right now who think that because they will snitch on, this, on you to the state, that this gives them some power within this authoritarian system, which history shows is not the case. They will be stamped out just like everyone else who is considered non-essential. You work for the state long enough until they decapitate you as well, to reference left behind. Of course, no handshaking anymore. Of course, they're saying sex could potentially transmit the virus, so don't have sex anymore. Of course, they're saying that estrogen can help men. So take estrogen if you're a man. We already have a problem with that. It's called the overconsumption of soy. So men aren't men anymore. They're these scraggly little, spindly little dorks that wander behind these enormous fat women with pussy hats on. That seems to be the new man. And that seems to be the new woman. It's not a man, that's not a woman. These are like weird, genetically mutated creatures. And of course, contact tracing and fact-checking, the new reality of what is reality based on what some people determine that reality to be. And a lot of it is done through guilt. Don't you feel better staying at home? You could protect people. Well, prove to me that I'm protecting people. What do you mean? Prove it to me. How am I protecting people by staying at home? Well, you could get other people sick. How am I going to get them sick? Critical thinking, asking questions. This empowers us. Wearing a mask makes other people safe. Prove it to me. Well, they said, no, no, no. Nobody said anything. Prove it to me. I want to see the scientific data. I don't want to see what some official said. I want to see the actual data. Well, it just makes me feel better. I don't, it doesn't matter what makes you feel. It makes me feel worse to put the mask on. It makes me feel bad that you're wearing a mask. If you're going to base this on emotion, then I'll respond with an emotional response. You want to make it political? I'm not going to respond with a political response. I'm just not going to have that discussion because I'm not a political person and that's, it's going to be irrelevant to the conversation. doesn't make you safer. What makes you less safe is when you don't take care of yourself, when you do not have the wherewithal to acquire the proper nutrition. That is one of the biggest factors that comes into play here. And that is something that I really want to talk about for the remainder of tonight's show, 
for a number of different reasons. And I'd like to start here with this story from MSN. It's from a few days ago. It says, anti-vaccination activists are a growing force at protests against coronavirus restriction. Restrictions. Now, one of the things I have a problem with pertaining to anti-vaccination as a label is that it's associated with groups. In this case, there's a group called Freedom Angels Foundation. Now, obviously, if we're working within a group, politically speaking, collectively speaking, we might be able to make more progress, more leeway, you know, might be given to a group over an individual. Uh, Sure, but I don't want to be in a group. I don't want to be associated with a group. But that's ultimately what happens. i also not an anti-vaxxer. And that might mean to some people that I would accept a vaccine, but I won't. And you would say, well, how can you not accept a vaccine but not be an anti-vaxxer? You have to be an anti No, I don't have to be anything. I can be a reasonable human being who thinks critically, who has information to the contrary of what you believe, just like with the masks. I'm proving what I'm saying. I'm basing what I'm saying on fact and logic. You're basing what you're saying on a lack of fact, on faith in a dying authoritarian system that seems to be getting stronger, but the stronger it gets, the more it needs to censor and control because it's truly weak and one fact, one core element of what people call truth can dismantle that whole system. So a weak, dying system, and you're relying on emotional responses because you apparently have some form of Stockholm Syndrome. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not a pro-vaxxer. I don't want to be associated with these groups because the association is a manipulative tactic to associate and to correlate. It's a fallacy that if you're an anti-vaxxer, then you also must be in a militia group. You must be a part of the Tea Party. That's what this article from MSN says, that certain groups are associated. They're overlapping the interests of militia groups and Tea Party members. In other words, people that are crazy, people that think that, you know, guns protect them, nut jobs, crazy people. That's what that's what what these, uh, you know, groups are being associated with. And by extension, anybody who doesn't want to take a vaccine, they make it about some pro or anti argument. It's not pro or anti. It's like I'm a human being and I'll make the decision, not you. Dr. Rupali LeMay who studies behavior around vaccines at Johns Hopkins University. There's the university. Again, it comes up time and time again. Johns Hopkins University, prestigious medical school, of course, the primary reason, but there are others as well. Dr. Rupali Limine says, quote, One of the things that we're finding is that the rhetoric is pretty similar between anti-vaxxers and those demanding to reopen. Well, yeah, because the people that are anti-vaxxers and the people that are demanding to reopen don't want the authorities to control their lives. Also, people that can't afford to pay rent anymore and are probably going to lose their business forever are demanding that they're allowed to reopen without SWAT teams coming in and shutting them down, without the military coming in and shutting them down, without the National Guard or police coming in and shutting them down. They just want to open business because they'd like to conduct some business. They're going to lose everything. We're already beyond that point for so many people anyway. So this doctor is saying that it's a pretty similar rhetoric between anti-vaxxers and people demanding to reopen. 
Well, yeah, because most of the people that want to reopen want freedom. They want economic freedom. They want financial freedom. They want to build. They want to create. They want to buy. They want to sell. They want to participate in society. They want, in other words, they want the sovereign ability to decide how their life progresses. Not what the governor determines, but how their life progresses based on their own actions. They want freedom. They want liberty. They want sovereignty. And of course, anti-vaxxers, a lot of them just want to be responsible and in charge of what goes into their bodies. They want freedom. They want liberty. They want sovereignty. And you know, you can kind of feel the spirit of humanity because it's like when I was a kid and I would watch... uh, I went to a Christian school, so we watched the you know the Left Behind series, and I always think, well, it's pretty scary to be a Christian. They're going to cut my head off with a with a guillotine. That's pretty terrifying. I don't know. Maybe a maybe I'd rather just go through the seven years of tribulation and and then go to hell. I don't want to be have my head cut off with a guillotine. That's pretty scary. Now, of course, that's just a you know a manipulative tactic to make you want to be a Christian. But the, but the concept and the idea is very similar. Because if I, it's like, I'm not going to join the military, and I'm not going to go overseas, I'm not going to kill people. I wouldn't have done it, you know, at any point in history, and I'm not going to do it today. If there was a draft, I'd go to jail on principle, I'm not going to do it. doesn't make me a hippie, just I'm, I'm not into the military. If you come to my house, though, as I got older and I learned, like, hey, people have tried to break into my place. I'm not afraid of getting shot or stabbed or anything like that. Uh... I'm just going to protect myself. So if you break into my apartment or my house, I'm going to shoot you. It's not being tough. It's not being a man. It's just being a human being. I'm going to defend myself. So that's how I feel about human freedom and liberty and sovereignty. I'm in charge. I'm in control. And when I was a kid, obviously, you know, most kids don't understand that concept. It's like scary, the idea of death or, you know, being shot or something like that, or, you know, getting your head cut off with a guillotine. But it's like now, I, it's like I understand, I understand the idea of fighting for what's right. And what's right is, you know, the freedom for all people, not just certain groups of people, not just individuals that get to go be, you know, little good members of the state flying their red flags reporting on their neighbors. And I understand the, uh, you know, the common revolutionary statement of give me liberty or give me death. I'm sure a lot of people resonate with that Patrick Henry quote, give me liberty or give me death. It doesn't mean that I'm going to kill a doctor who tries to vaccinate me, but I'm going to refuse. The only way they're going to do it is if they hold me down, restrain me, and forcibly inject it into me. And at that point, it's assault with a deadly weapon. You have to fight it. You don't just lay down and take it. If you lay down and take the incremental erosion of civil liberties and human freedom, you will be in a cage you will be in a pharmacologically induced coma. And as Aldous Huxley said, you will love your servitude. And you will not even know how you came to love your servitude. You'll just, you'll just be there. You'll wake up one day and you'll realize that the land that your fathers conquered 
is no longer your land, that your possessions are no longer your possessions. That includes your soul and your spirit. It now belongs to the arrogant, pompous, globalist, unelected health official, unelected representative, unelected president, antichrist Bill Gates. It now belongs to the globalist system of authoritarian, totalitarian control. And that is something that I personally will not allow to happen to myself. That's why I present you with this information to hopefully inspire you to recognize that you have the power. And when we come back in this next segment, I'm going to show you how much power you really have. I'm going to break it all down right here on The Secret Teachings. Obesity rates are skyrocketing. Obesity rates in children and adults. How do we prevent ourselves from getting sick and how do we stay in control? How do we obtain control first? I'll tell you about it when we come back from break. Stay with us. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, and www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. And check it out. If you go to the website, our archive is there. You can download and stream every show. It's $35 for one year. You get unlimited downloads. You can stream as many episodes as you'd like. You can share that login with your friends. You get a free copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, which is now in its second edition, which has been vastly updated. I've added like 100 pages to this thing, and it has a lot of really good information from our guests last night, Don Lester and David Parker, What Really Makes You Ill?, that show is free in the archives on the website, and it is on our Facebook page as well. Share it widely distributed. It doesn't cost you anything. 
except a little bit of time, whether to share it or to listen to the interview. Don Lester, David Parker, What Really Makes You Ill, a really great interview, a really great book. I'd highly recommend getting a copy of that if you have not done so already. Now, what does make you ill? There are a lot of things that make you ill. Stress makes you ill. Lack of water and sleep and proper nutrition, more than anything, makes you ill. And these are things that give us, as individuals, power over our lives. We don't have to rely on a doctor who has been trained in pharmacological methods of medicine, petrochemical methods of chemical medicine. We do not have to rely on health officials for information. Now, that might seem as if I'm telling you disobey authority and don't listen to what health officials say and that it's dangerous. But what I'm saying is you don't have to find equally ineffective, though they're perceived to be effective, just with dangerous side effects. You don't have to find any parallel way of dealing with health problems. It's all very, very simple, and it becomes even simpler. It doesn't require the purchasing of special powders, or as David Parker said last night, lotions and potions. I always say it doesn't you know, require you to go buy expensive exotic berries, like goji berries, to be healthy. Sure, they're packed with antioxidants, they're packed with nutrients, but you don't have to eat those to be healthy. You don't have to eat meat to get protein. You don't have to drink milk to get calcium. In fact, milk is so acidic it drains the calcium out of your bones. In all the studies, women who drink milk have a higher rate of bone fracture. They have a higher rate of osteoporosis than women who don't drink milk. That's a documented scientific fact in all the the mainstream medical scientific journals on the subject. We know from the work of uh, T. Colin Campbell, the China study, that when you consume, and this is one of the most fascinating things that I think I've ever learned about health, and it relates directly to COVID-19. So check it out. What happens is, if you read the China study, Campbell and his son, they, they well, Campbell in particular, T. Colin Campbell and then his son as well, I need to get them on the show. But he was explaining the, 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 the studies. They were funded uh, you know, through Cornell, through the National Institutes of Health, and others gave them money to conduct these studies. And then they linked it up with thousands of studies in China, hence the China study. And they showed that they gave rats a toxic substance. They gave them aflatoxin, which is a carcinogen. And when they gave the rats this carcinogen to initiate cancerous growth, they found that cancerous growth which was initiated through what are called FOCI, F-O-C-I, which are the initial stages of cancerous tumor development. When they gave the rats protein in a certain percentage, 5%, 20%, they found that by giving the rats animal protein in particular, whether that was a casein from milk, for example, or some other protein, the main protein in milk, casein, they gave the protein to the rats. And the rats with higher animal protein intake began to develop tumors, and they did it at a faster rate than the rats with a lower protein intake. What I found so fascinating about the study, although that is often typically the, 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 the key factor, the key um, finding in the study, 
various studies actually, but in the book as well, in the China study. One other element that was interesting is that plant-based proteins like gluten, for example, and wheat, I know some people have sensitivities, but just plant-based proteins in general, did not activate cancerous tumor development, meaning that meat consumption, although maybe in some form of moderation is, is all right, it can still be linked excessively in excess to colon cancer and things like that, primarily because of the lack of dietary fiber, which a lot of people are totally deficient in. Not only does the plant protein not induce the cancerous development, according to the studies, but perhaps more important than anything is the rats were given an equal dosage of carcinogen. And the ones that were fed animal proteins developed cancer, and the ones that were fed plant proteins did not develop cancer, despite the fact that they had both been given an equal dose of aflatoxin, an equal dose of carcinogen. What does that mean? That means that if you're in an environment and you, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your friend, you're in an environment, you're all exposed to the same toxins, you're all exposed to the same chemicals, you're all exposed to the same environmental pollution. That shows that if you are the only person in your family who does not consume animal protein, milk, meat, etc., Let's just use two extremes. You consume no animal protein. Everybody else consumes animal protein. It shows that exposure to those carcinogens with an intake of animal protein will increase and drastically increase, but will activate the development of cancer in your body. And you, if you ate a plant-based diet, would not develop cancer. In other words... You're exposed to the same toxin. You only get sick if you have a lack of nutrition and a specific kind of nutrition that is wholesome, that is not synthetic, that is not processed, and that is not acidifying to your body, which milk and a lot of dairy products, all dairy products and a lot of meat products, meat, meat is very toxic. Meat is something that you cannot digest a lot of. If you have a little tiny piece that's okay. But if you're eating a lot of meat, then you're probably going to get sick. People have eaten meat for, 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 for thousands of years. Well, yeah, but there's also a misnomer about that too, and that's that, you know, it's like the caveman wasn't eating meat every night. The caveman was probably lucky if he got to eat meat like once a month, and when they got, you know, they finally got a kill, I mean, it probably lasted them for a long time, and they didn't just eat like, 20 ounces of it at a time. They probably split it between the other cave family members, I'd imagine. Mostly they were probably foraging for foods, berries, things like that. So our misconceptions about history and our misconceptions about our perception of history. All perception is they all had meat. Well, that's not necessarily true. This isn't an argument or debate about pro-meat or anti-meat. I'm not telling you not to eat meat. I'm saying this is what the scientific evidence shows you, that if we are exposed, if you and I are exposed to the same toxin, the same carcinogen, you eat a plant-based diet, I eat an animal-based diet. I will increase dramatically my risk of cancer, among other things. 
you exposed to the same toxin eating a plant-based diet, whole foods diet, will not develop cancer. That is beyond profound. That puts the universal key to health and vitality in your hand, not in a doctor's, not in a nurse's, not even in a nutritionist's. It puts it in your hand because you are responsible. I am responsible. That universal key is not a key. It's not a skeleton key. That universal key is a fork, it's a spoon, it's a knife. Or it's your hands. Or it's chopsticks, however you choose to eat. That universal key is a spatula, tongs. It's whatever you use to cook with. That universal key gives you the power to unlock without any money being spent. It doesn't cost you more. It actually saves money. Meat is very expensive. I'm not telling you not to eat meat. I understand there's an assault on meat. It is a fact that we consume far too much meat and we don't consume enough dietary fiber, hence the reason a lot of people get colon cancer cancer because of the meat consumption and another reason as a result of meat consumption that so many men are impotent along with drugs and other chemicals, but red meat will cause impotence. That's a scientifically documented fact. Stress can also cause impotence. Stress can also cause other forms of sickness. Lots of sickness. Degenerative disease. Eliminate stress. And and how do you eliminate stress? I mean, you don't have to buy like an oil diffuser. You don't have to buy a salt lamp. You don't have to buy like fancy candles. I mean, that, that, that might help. I, I, I say that because I have a salt lamp and I someone gave me some uh, some candles for free little lavender candles, candles, very clean. I burn those, and I've got incense on occasion, but I try not to burn too much of it because I have a very small space here. But all of that helps me to relax. You know, stretching helps me to relax. It releases tension in the muscles. I mean, these are things that you can, that's the thing, you can do it for free. It doesn't cost more money. That's so irritating. It doesn't cost more. It's less money. It's cheaper. The only way you're spending more money on eating quote-unquote healthy is if you need to buy a bunch of oils and spices to, to, to spruce up your kitchen when you overhaul it to produce better food. And that's not even a lot of money. The only reason you'd spend more money in reality is if you're buying health food products. Oh, I'm going to buy some kale chips. Those are better than regular chips. No, they're not. And if, and if you think they are, and they can be, make your own. You don't need to spend 7 or 8 or $10 on a 4-ounce container of kale chips. Buy a $3 thing of kale at the store, pop it in the oven for a couple of minutes with some oil and salt or whatever you want on it. You've got kale chips. You don't need to eat kale at all to be healthy. You don't need to eat goji berries to be healthy. You need to eat a whole foods plant-based diet to get the proper nutrition and, more importantly, the proper amount of fiber so that your body can process that nutrient density in a lot of the fruits and the vegetables. So, the reason I bring this up is because in the midst of COVID-19, there's a report that came out from the Associated Press and the Centers for Disease Control. I know a lot of people don't trust the CDC. I know Bill and Melinda Gates fund part of the CDC. 
But the CDC as an agency, just like the FDA, is not wholly corrupt. This is what the CDC is meant to do. This report right here. New York Associated Press. Nearly one in five U.S. kids are obese, according to the latest national data. Says the news is disappointing, uh, disappointing given the programs across the country have for years been trying to reduce childhood obesity. Well, the reason for that is these programs don't fundamentally understand, they don't apply an understanding of what causes obesity in the first place. Those disgusting Michelle Obama lunches doesn't fight obesity. You want to get rid of obesity? You need to get rid of the things that are inflammatory, sugars, milk, high acidity foods like meat. I'm not saying eliminate them. Humans, I mean, the reality is humans should not be drinking cow's milk at all. But in terms of eating meat, very small proportions. Very, very small proportions. And then an increase in your intake of whole foods, your intake of dietary fiber and, and, and other nutrients. And by the way, you're worried about getting B12, just like protein. Got to get the B12, got to get the protein. You've already got too much protein for one. And if you want to get B12, you just eat vegetables. You get protein and vegetables. It's a fact. Eat a potato. You're going to get a lot of B12 and protein in a potato. A tiny little potato has like five grams of protein, and you're going to get probably a good dose of B12 in there too. It's just misconceptions and lies and, and misleading information and disinformation. It's, it's just it's disgusting. So obesity. Not only are one in five kids obese, but 6% are severely obese. 19.3% of kids aged 2 to 19 were obese. That's up from 185 in 2015 through 2016, and it's up from 154 in 2005 through 2016. So over that, or 2006, excuse me. So over that 2006 to 2016, that 10-year period, obesity rates climbed by 3% or so. And within the last three to four years, they've, ra- they've risen by another percent. Obese. 6% are morbidly obese. 6% of children. That's a huge number. One in five are obese. I don't, does, that, does that like process in the brain? One in five children are obese? Which is the foundation for cancer and heart disease and diabetes and, and chronic inflammation. And whatever these kids are eating or not eating that are, that are making them obese, the lifestyles that they're living, it's not their fault, and it's probably not even their parents' faults per se because their parents don't know, and their parents are probably obese too. You normally don't see like two healthy adults with a child who's obese unless, they're fe- unless they just don't know and they're just feeding this kid a bunch of crap. And you don't normally see two obese parents with a super skinny, healthy kid. You see obese parents with obese children. You see relatively healthy, skinny does not imply health, but you see relatively healthy, skinnier people with relatively healthy, skinnier kids. But again, that doesn't mean they're healthy because if you're injecting them with aluminum, formaldehyde, and mercury, which are toxins in any dosage, they're probably not going to be you know, as healthy, at least mentally, because the aluminum accumulates in the brain tissue and, uh, well, dementia, Alzheimer's, neurological disorders, etc. 
6% are morbidly obese. That is just unbelievable. A range of factors contribute to childhood obesity, including eating lots of processed foods and sugary beverages and a lack of physical exercise. You don't need the CDC to tell you that. In the last hundred years, the shape of people has changed, and so has the consumption of foods, which are not by any way, uh, any means, any way, shape, or form, even foods anymore, because foods have nutrient density, nutrient. If they don't have nutrients, then they're not foods. If they're added back synthetically, it's not a food. It's processed, packaged garbage. It, it's, it's by definition not even food. Now, I bring up the obesity story because of this. In Italy, 99% of people who died from coronavirus, as it is said to exist, 99% of those had other illnesses. 75% had high blood pressure, which can be arguably relative because blood pressure is within a certain range that's identified by the medical establishment. 35% had diabetes, though, and a third suffered from heart disease. The median age of infection was 63 and the average age of death was 79.5, basically 80 years old. The New York Times reported just a couple of weeks ago, this is the article that links it all together, because it demonstrates what a poor diet can do, not just with coronavirus, but with any disease. Remember, obesity is a foundation for the development of heart disease, for the development of respiratory disease, for the development of diabetes, for the development of cancer, metabolic problems, etc. The New York Times reported, April 16th, 2020, obesity linked to severe coronavirus disease, especially for young patients. So, if you're worried about getting sick, let's just, let's just factor all the elements in together here, all right? If you have people that are getting sick and dying reportedly because of a virus. And the number is already very, very small. The death rate is less than 1% in most places. Now, for months, I said that the death rate might be higher. That was the information we were getting. Now, those projections, which were fraudulent, not true. So now we're looking at the new data. That's what observation and scientific analysis is all about. Although I don't consider myself a scientist, I'm just observing. So now we see that the death rate is less than a percent. In some places, it's less than like a quarter of a percent. It's just, it's, it's beyond insignificant. More people died in car wrecks this morning. So just a very small number of people get sick and die. Why are they getting sick and dying? There are two reasons. One, obesity, chronic disease, leukemia. They're already very, very sick. And then they're diagnosed with a virus and they die and they're said to have died of the virus when they're dying from something else. It's very similar to how we associate normal human behavior with disease in order to say that there's an epidemic of ADHD and developmental disorders. While the flu and cancer and heart disease deaths plummet, as a result of altering medical death certificates to say that someone died of COVID-19 when they actually died of a heart attack. In the same way, we know that modern medicine is the number one killer 
of Americans, number two and three are heart disease and cancer. But the reality is, modern medicine holds the title for the top three positions, the gold, the silver, and the bronze, because most of the people that are dying of heart disease and cancer are dying as a result of medical treatments for heart disease and cancer, meaning modern medicine kills far more than the chronic disease. The chronic disease is a result of chronic misinformation, disinformation, and a chronic lack of common sense and critical thinking. So, of course, obesity can be linked to severe coronavirus disease. Obesity is linked to a number of diseases. It is the foundation for a number of diseases. And obesity is almost exclusively preventable. I've got a thyroid problem. Okay, you are a minor, teeny, tiny, itty-bitty minority. The mass, and I mean the mass, the mass majority of people are sick because of of poor life choices, and that is a fact. And you can get upset with me for telling you that. You can turn the show off because it doesn't jive with your love and light ideology. But that's the reality. I am trying to provide you with love and light because I do love you, and I want to provide you with a proper objective view by shining light on things that others do not shine light on, or uh, doesn't make me special, it just means that others do not talk about for a number of reasons. Obesity, cancer, respiratory disease, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, metabolic disorders, chronic inflammation, Alzheimer's, dementia, etc., 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 etc. Why are these problems off the charts? It's not because of better diagnostics. People are really, really sick. It doesn't matter what you call it. People are sick. People are really sick. Why are they really sick? It's not because they have coronavirus. It's because of poor life decisions. That's the reality. So if a teeny tiny number of people get sick, and most of the people that are dying are dying because of poor life decisions, then you have nothing to worry about. And if you already have made a lot of poor life decisions and you're compromised, Start making better decisions now. Some studies have shown that within a matter of three weeks to a month, if you eat a whole foods, plant-based diet, and you eliminate sugar, and and you you reduce stress and things like this, studies have shown that you can actually reverse diabetes within a month. I mean, you have to really do it, and you need to do it under some form of medical supervision, especially if you're on insulin or something like that or some other kind of medication, you need to do it under some form of medical supervision, but you can reverse it. I have, I had severe heart trouble. I'm pretty sure I had diabetes as a kid too. I was never diagnosed with it, but I had severe blood sugar problems. It's all gone. All gone. The only thing that makes my heart flutter is stress and anxiety now. Again, there's one of your primary killers, one of the primary things that make you sick. The other one is nutrition or lack thereof. I've changed my nutrition. I don't get sick now. I've been sick in 10 years. The worst thing that happened to me was I had a tooth problem. And, uh, well, I think that was, that was the main thing. I had like a, a tooth problem. I had to get a wisdom tooth removed. That was it. That's why I got a fever and didn't feel good and felt like I had to throw up. And I think I got food poisoning one time. That was somewhat recent. And that's it. Nutrition, stress. And I've got a lot of problems with stress. So however I'm expressing this to you about lifestyle choices, 
One of the ones that I need to work on is stress, de-stressing, and relaxing. I have a really hard time with that, so I'm trying to do that. A lot of people, they've got the relaxation down. They just don't have the other lifestyle choices down. 42% of Americans are obese. That's about 80 million people. It's a number that far exceeds any other country. So 80%, excuse me, 80 million, 42% or more are obese. 6% of children are morbidly obese, and 1 in 5 children are obese. So a teeny tiny, little tiny, itty bitty, small little number of people get sick from coronavirus. Numbers are inflated while heart disease, cancer, and other deaths plummet. We know a lot of those deaths anyway are a result of modern medicine. The rest are a result of lifestyle choices. And this is exclusive. This isn't like kind of. This is exclusive. And the number of people that are dying otherwise from chronic disease or from medications and surgeries and things like this are dying because they are elderly, because their bodies are taxed, and because they can't hold on anymore. So they die. All right. What do you have to be afraid of? Not that you're young, you don't have anything to be afraid of. But it's now been demonstrated. You can go onto our website and find the articles from Science Mag and Nature that there's no confirmation this virus is even airborne and that you cannot get sick if you are healthy, better nutrition, less stress. And the initial study on asymptomatic carriers was entirely flawed. You can find that on our website, Science Mag, Nature, one of the most prestigious journals, science journals. No, no asymptomatic carriers, which you can't really be asymptomatic anyway, uh, in terms of defining what a pathogenic uh, entity, if you will, is. And that this particular virus, as it's called, is not even airborne. So what's the deal here? If, those, if, the, if that's true, and obesity is <laughs> one in five kids, 80 million Americans are obese, and the, the only reason you die of a coronavirus, if it's a real thing, as it's defined, it doesn't mean viruses aren't real, it just means this particular virus might not be as exactly what we're told. There are a lot of different angles to that. If that's the case, though, the people that are getting sick and dying are people that are really ill and the people that are elderly. Now, that's not to say, well, if I'm young, so I don't have anything to worry about. Well, you don't have anything to worry about because you're in better health than people that are elderly, and that's just a natural progression of life. But what it also means is if you have proper nutrition, sleep, water, things like this, some form of exercise, you're not stagnant, you have social interaction, you have sunlight, produce vitamin D, you're not going to get sick. That's just a reality. You're not going to get sick. And if I'm not carrying it to other people, then I don't need to worry about it. There's nothing to be afraid of because the key, the power is in your hand. The fork, the spoon, the knife, the spatula, the tongs, the chopsticks. It's in your hand. It's quite simple. It's really that simple. Now, if you're thinking that it's just, it's just not something that you can do, you're already too far lost, you've got too many health problems, I can't sit here and answer the question that every single person has about a health problem. But what I can tell you is, looking at the data, looking at the statistics, looking at reality, and just looking at it with basic common sense, most disease is entirely preventable by choice. Not environmental exposure, but by choice. If that's the case, then we have to take responsibility 
for our ill health. We don't need to blame viruses or bacteria because even if viruses or bacteria cause disease and we're not expulsions or, or pleomorphic uh, uh, results of poison in the body, you still can't get sick if you're healthy. Which means we have the power. Coronavirus is not airborne, and it's not something that people can be asymptomatic of. We've seen that demonstrated now. The original studies were flawed, fraudulent. Nature Magazine or Nature Publication Science Magazine both report the same thing. So if that's the case, then you're not going to get other people sick. There's nothing to be afraid of. So I just kind of dust my hands off, take my papers, you know, actual information, not emotional responses that are hysterical and a kneeling down and a licking of the jackboot authorities. I put them on my clipboard. I set them aside, take a deep breath, take a drink of water. Problem solved. But the problem is only solved if you take responsibility and if I take responsibility. So here's the deal. I am going to work on de-stressing a little bit. I'm going to work on trying to relax a little bit. I'll work on that. And if you need to work on that, you work on that. If you need to work on something else, you work on better nutrition. If you have questions about that, it's really simple. It doesn't cost you any more money. I know it might sound amazing. Well, you know, if, if something's expensive, it has to be worth the quality. Well, not necessarily. If something's big, it has to be worth the value. Not necessarily. If something is expensive and complex, it has to be it has to be right. Well, not necessarily. In fact, the simpler, the better. The simpler to understand, the simpler to acquire, and the simpler to implement. Bottom line is, if you're healthy, you're not going to get sick. That might sound like kind of an oxymoron. Well, if I'm healthy, I'm not going to get sick. Of course, I'm not going to get sick. No, if you have the proper nutrition. You reduce your stress, you get sleep, you drink enough water, get sunlight, and you implement hygienic practices in your life, you're not going to get sick and you're not going to get other people sick because you're not going to be an asymptomatic carrier of something. So again, problem solved. It's really that simple. I'm not saying that as a mic drop. I'm not saying that as arrogant. I'm not saying that as thinking I'm better than you, I need to work on my stress and reducing that stress. I'm just informing you with what we found and what reality is based on the information that we have available to us. Not so much perception and faith as it is intuition and common sense and critical thinking. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The show last night, What Really Makes You Ill, it is in the archive. It is free on Facebook. Tonight's show will be in the archive as well. Subscribe to the archive right now. It's only $35, and you get a free book with that subscription. You can download and stream every broadcast after it airs. Again, $35 for a one-year subscription and a free book. The books are on the website to purchase separately. You can also, of course, look at those books to decide which book you would like. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. Food Philosophy has been redone, updated, expanded, and it will be for sale very, very soon. 
rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, and www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.